You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast season three, how to find a remote job. So if you're a highly skilled human ready to ditch the office and the clutches of the commute and instead work for an awesome company right from your kitchen table or a co-working space or wherever in the world, you're going to love this season. I've created the ultimate resource bursting with actionable tactics and tips for finding a remote job, as well as a smooth transition to the remote work style so that you can enjoy more freedom and flexibility in your work and in your life. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, marketing strategist and consultant, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work obsessed. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 60, all about the most important skill for remote work. Now, I really just want to welcome you here if you're new and if, you, if it's your first time listening to this podcast, it's really lovely to have you. Thank you for being here. And also, thank you for being here if you've been here before. Now, either way, if you enjoy this episode, I have a quick favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it over on iTunes? It's not the easiest thing to do, I know, but it would really help so many more people find out about remote work which would make me very happy. And also, just before we start, if you want to fast track your remote career trajectory, head over to stephanieholland.co, my website, where I actually offer personalized remote career plans and 30-minute remote career consults. You can sign up for my list while you're over there, and I'll keep you up to date on what I'm offering. Now, let's get into this episode. When I was researching for this, you know, whole podcast season, I asked in a couple of my business groups, what would you like to know about remote work? And one question that cropped up a lot was, are there any additional skills or experiences that one should have or cultivate to make themselves more hireable for a remote job? Now, like any job, obviously the skills and experience that a remote company is looking for are bespoke to the role they're hiring for and a little bit to do with who they are as a company and what they're like as a company culture. And also like any job application, you would present your skills and experience in a way that shows what you personally could bring to the role. Now, people also ask if there are any specific characteristics you need as well. And these two things are often con confused, right? Skills and characteristics. So in the next next two episodes, we're actually going to cover both skills and characteristics. But first, what's the difference? Well, a skill is what you can do. It's an ability that comes from knowledge, practice, or talent, like copywriting or hula hooping. You can learn how to do it, or you might have a natural talent. Now, a characteristic, on the other hand, is more like a quality trait or attribute you possess, which often affects how you practice your skill, as well as the people around you. So it could be something like confidence or being a self-starter. Now, it's your combination, your unique combination of skills and characteristics characteristics that make you unique as a person and enable you to, if you are aware of what those things are for you, really position yourself uniquely, you know, in terms of any job, not just a remote job. So today we're talking about skills in this episode. So even if you don't have all the experience or skills listed in a remote job spec, which by the way, very few people do, you can still apply based on one of three things or based on all, th all of these three things. One, the transferable skills and experience you do have. 
Two, a passion for the mission, vision, and values of the company you're applying to. And three, the ability to demonstrate that you can and want to learn. Now, companies know that it's unlikely they're going to find someone who ticks every single box in their job description, which is why many of them add a list of desirables or preferred experience to their job spec and, set them and separate those out from the essentials. And interestingly enough, women tend to feel reluctant to apply for a role unless they can tick every every single box. And conversely, men tend to apply when they meet 60% of the requirements. Now, I'm more like a guy in this, in, in this sense because I tend to apply when I meet at least 50% of the requirements because I really genuinely know that I can learn new skills, systems, tools, and ways of working really quickly. And also, that's why I've now got 19 years of experience rather than what John Martini describes as one year of experience repeated 19 times because I actually keep doing new things on purpose and adding more skills to my skill set. So for example, recently, um, actually in my second to last remote role, it was a social enterprise who was looking for a community strategist. And community strategy is something I've never done before. But since I really truly believe I'm a really good strategist, I knew I could apply my strategic thinking to the challenge of basically in my head it was how do we create community to maximize communication, collaboration and innovation in the social enterprise space. So I believe I can get anyone from A to B in a kind of a business, media, marketing, digital sense, because that's just how my brain thinks. So I applied pretty quickly, actually, as soon as I saw it up there. I emphasized my strategy skills and my interest and alignment with our vision, mission, and values, and I ended up getting the role. Now, when I asked about the competition, you know, when I'd got the role, and we were, you know, we were doing a bit of onboarding, and I asked, you know, who else was I competing with? What were the other candidates like? My COO actually said there was no literal um, well, there was literal competition, but there was no real competition, um, even though there were other people with bona fide community strategy experience, just because of the way I positioned myself as being super excited about their mission. And it was easy to do that because that passion was genuine. Now, one of my tricks, which I'll share with you when we talk much more about the application process in later episodes, is that I prepared a one-page strategy document for the first interview. Now, this really impressed them, so I was able then to, you know, again, differentiate myself um, from the other candidates by doing a little bit of work ahead of time. And I borrow this approach, you know, the work ahead of time, from my marketing approach, where I believe really good marketing is helping people ahead of time. Um, by telling them, literally, by telling this um, company what I would do for them um, in advance of getting the job, they wanted to hire me to actually do it. So now what's also really cool is that I can add community strategy to my strategic tool belt as well as um, platform and digital strategy because I got into those areas of strategy as well when I was working on that business. Um, I have a habit of proactively getting involved in other areas of business where I know I can help out and where I see a gap that no one else is filling and where I see a learning opportunity for myself. Now, also, that experience was critical to getting my next role. So every role is also a stepping stone to the next role, which is why it's really important that you do learn new skills as you go and why it's so important to apply for a job even if you don't have all the skills that are listed because it always opens up more opportunities for you and it allows you as well to step out of your comfort zone and really put yourself out there and kind of demonstrate to the world, well, look, I don't really know this. 
this, but I want to know this and I can show you that I'm going to be really great at it. So again, what are the skills that you need to thrive in a remote role? Well, you need the skills that you have, you need the desire to learn new skills, and you need the ability to learn new skills, which of course is a skill in itself. So don't think that just because you don't have the specific skill or experience that they're asking for that you can't apply and succeed in that role, okay? Where you have passion and a thirst for learning and helping your clients and customers succeed, then you can succeed as well if you're able to demonstrate that you can do that effectively in advance. Now, I've got you covered. Um, uh, we'll talk to you a little bit more about, sorry, I've got you covered. We're going to talk about that in a little more detail um, in a few weeks on the podcast, so stay tuned for that. So bear in mind, when you're looking um, through the skills and experience in a job spec and a job posting on a job board, think how transferable your skills are. Think about how experience in other areas um, will actually make you a stronger candidate and think about how easy it can be to learn new skills. Okay. Now in worksheet eight, you're going to do a massive brainstorm of your skills and experience so that you have a master sheet to refer to every time you're applying to a new role and you're thinking about which skills and experience might help you stand out from the crowd. Now it's really good to deconstruct every single job you've ever had and think about it in terms of learnings, outcomes and experience because you're going to realize how brilliant you are and then you know, you're going to walk into the next job knowing that you've got all of this good stuff to offer and that any company would be lucky to have you. And this is such a great exercise. And guess what? I'm only going to give you 20 minutes to do it. So there are no excuses like, oh, I don't have time to do this or I can't do this right now. Yes, you can. And once you do do this exercise in worksheet eight, you're going to have the most extraordinary proof of how awesome you are because you're going to realize how much you know and therefore also how much you have to offer. Now, this alone generates the confidence you need to get a role, which is one of the characteristics I talk about in the next episode. Now, you've got to think of it this way. Remote companies get thousands of applications potentially, but just think how many are individually written versus copy-pasted templates where you really exude the passion, purpose, and vision that aligns with their company vision and values? And how many have the personality um, to really sort of make them laugh and are so interesting that they really want to apply to you right away, okay? Think about it. Probably very, very few. So remember, it's not just about your skills either. But Know your skills, know what you want to learn, and use that confidence and passion to present yourself as a no-brainer addition to their team. So, okay, I, I may seem to have gone off on a different tangent in this episode. Um, it is called the most important skill of a remote worker. So why did I call it that? Well, okay, so there is one specific skill that remote first companies consistently agree is becoming critical, and that is this you must be able to write. Now, some agree that being able to write clearly and concisely is the most important skill a remote worker needs. Um, here's what, um, actually, who said this quote? It was yonder.io. They say this, writing is a skill that most of us struggle with, even if it makes up the bulk of our job as knowledge workers. Whether it's a timely Slack message, a sensitive email, or an article for the blog, being able to communicate our thoughts via the written word is a must. And also, Wade Foster of Zapier says this, hire people who can write. 
He goes on to say, in a co-located office, a lot of information is shared in person. In a remote situation, almost everything is shared via written communication. Communication is one of the most important parts of a remote team. Therefore, good writers are critical to a team's success. Now, companies will be assessing you for this from the first sentence of your cover letter, the first, sign of, uh, the first line of your CV, and the first email you write. It's that important. Now, the trick is to be clear, concise, and have a bit of personality, which is not always easy to do, I know. But here's my trick, right? Write your first draft of whatever you're writing. Don't dwell, don't perfect, don't procrastinate, just write it. Then, step two, strip out all of the adverbs, which are the words that describe how a verb is done, like quickly. Step three, strip out the passive voice. And then step four, whatever is left, that is what you then go with. I actually use an app to help me with this. It's called Hemingway App. And, oh, Hemingway Editor, but it's HemingwayApp.com, which does all the work for you, right? Just paste your text into the editor. It's a web app, so you can download it onto your um, Mac or your laptop, and it will do all this heavy lifting work for you. Now, as you practice writing, it will become a lot more natural for you, which is, thank goodness, right? As you practice anything, it becomes more natural. And then when using your company's um, communication and collaboration tools or talking on video calls or whatever, you're going to be a lot more clear, concise and effective and hopefully without sounding like a robot. So crack open worksheet eight in the pod podcast pack three and do the skills worksheet. It'll help you feel highly skilled and very awesome when you can see exactly how many things you can do and all of your amazing experience right there down in paper and black and white. And then you can more confidently apply to new areas or new industries and shift your career in a new direction if you want to. Now, if you don't have a copy yet of Worksheet 8, you can grab your copy of the podcast study pack over at stephanieholland.co forward slash podcast pack three and get your copy there. You can also grab it at the show notes stephanieholland.co forward slash 60 but until then i'll see you next week keep living and working on your own terms so that you can build your career and the life you really want simultaneously see you next time bye thank you for listening to this episode of thriving empire i appreciate you being here and hanging out with me now if you're not subscribed already head over to stephanieholland.co that's co and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode and if you're enjoying the show i have a favor to ask you would you rate and review it on itunes please just search thriving empire on itunes click subscribe then ratings and reviews and you'll be asked to give it a star rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too, so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire.